Book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 1. I'll try to read through this portion of it quickly. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Milan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab, the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. And Milan and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law, daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was, and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go return each to her mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that ye may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. And then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voice and wept. And they said unto her, Surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, Turn again, my daughters. Why will ye go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb? And they may be your husbands. Turn again, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have an husband. If I should say I have hope, if I should have an husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would ye stay for them from... Having husbands, nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. They lifted up their voice and wept again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. That'll be somewhat what we'll focus on for a moment, and there's probably been a many of messages brought out of that, but I wanted to kind of just recap some of the events that have happened up to this point. Lord, most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for... Uh, another day in your house, God, we thank you for each and every one that is here tonight, God, and we just pray that you'll hide me behind the cross now, Lord, I pray your message to be heard, God, I pray that you'd touch and speak to our hearts tonight, Lord, just ask you to have your will and your way, service, and we thank you for what you do, in Jesus' name, amen. So, we see there was a lot that happened before we really get to Ruth, you've got Naomi, her husbands have died. Her two sons have died. Um, one of them, which was Ruth's husband. So now Ruth is a Moabite. And if many of you probably remember and know in Genesis, Moab was Lot's son, um, was Lot's grandson and son. It was when Lot's daughters got him drunk and laid with him. And they both, both of them bear a son. One of them was Moab. So, and Ruth here is in Moab. Essentially, it's a, a, a wicked place. Moab came from wickedness, from Lot laying with his own daughter. And that's where we get Moab. So, here Ruth is a descendant of Moab. Moab is the territory and descendants of Moab. So, it's safe to say that this is a place and people of wickedness. And so here, this is where Ruth is. And 
this is pretty much all we know about Ruth is that she is a Moabitess and she has now married Naomi's son and now they have lost them and they left behind no seed. They left behind no children for Ruth to bring up. They left behind no family heirs, if you will. <clears throat> so then Naomi tries to send both Ruth and Orpah her other daughter-in-laws back their own way. But we see there in verse 14, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. I believe Ruth lived up to her name and what it stood for. And Ruth <clears throat> is friendship or beauty. And I don't really see where it speaks of Ruth and her beauty, but you can see I may have missed it or forgotten it somewhere in there, but you can see throughout this book her friendship. You can see her loyalty. You can see her faithfulness throughout this book. And we'll be throughout the book during this message, but I wasn't going to read the whole book because y'all fall asleep and I might too. Uh, <clears throat> so Ruth was faithful to Naomi, her mother-in-law. You see down in verse 16 and 17, We'll read verse 15 as well. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back, talking about Orpah, unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. Where thou diest will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. So here we see that Ruth has made a decision, has made a choice that she is going to be faithful to Naomi. She is going to stick with her. Her gods are her gods. Her people are her people. She has made this decision that she is not leaving Naomi. Her other daughter-in-law has it, it took Naomi a few times saying to, to turn back, and her other daughter-in-law Orpah she went back to her own ways. But we see Ruth is steadfast in her decision to stick with Naomi. <clears throat> she is faithful to her, even when Naomi has nothing to offer. We see uh, up a few verses where she says she has no husband. Even if she were to have a husband tonight, would they tarry and wait for those uh, sons to grow up and to have husbands? And in this time, I believe that was all they had was one another and their, their families. And that's something that we've lost so much of in this day and time is that connection and that bond with our families and that care for our families. And... Uh, Ruth here, it, when Naomi had seemed to have nothing to offer her, Ruth still stuck by her side. She was still faithful to her. And I just wonder what a difference we would have if we would remain faithful in spite of some things. If we would remain faithful even when it seems there's nothing for us to gain from it. And so many times, so often times now in our marriages, and in, in, in our families are broken because of lack of faithfulness. Things start going south and people run to divorce instead of running to God. And I just wonder if we had some more faithfulness, what a change it would be. 
in spite of Naomi just seeming to have nothing to offer, Ruth still stuck with her and still went with her. She was steadfast in that decision. And I think it may have been you said the other day, a word we used was stickability. There's such a lack of stickability, if you will, in people today. And I'm preaching to myself too because I can look back throughout my life and see how I jumped from one thing to another. I went to college three different times and still didn't finish anything. So I'm preaching to myself as well, though this is almost more like a Sunday school lesson. But we lack stickability. We lack faithfulness. And we're not going to be able to stick with God and stick through the works of in the works of God, if we don't have some faithfulness, if we're not willing to go on and push on when it seems there's nothing there for us. As Ruth did here with Naomi, she had nothing to offer, yet and still Ruth was still faithful to her. We look on in verse 19. So they too went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, Is this Naomi? So now, remember now, Ruth is a woman that the odds are kind of stacked against her. She's a Moabitess. She was in this land of Moab where there's wickedness. Well, then comes along Naomi, Elimelech, and her two sons. Ruth marries one. I, I wonder if there wasn't a sense of hope in that because I don't I mean there had to have been some discussion of where they came from she married the man so I kind of feel like she knew where they come from I'm from Bethlehem and so these were a godly people but Elimelech made a poor choice when the famine was in the land to leave and go to a wicked place Moab where there was bread and I think Preacher may have said it uh, recently. We can't knock the man too much. He was trying to support his family. He was taking where his family could get bread. But I believe he made a poor choice in that. So I wonder if Ruth didn't see a sense of hope in that. Well, then her husband dies and left no children to her. So I just I, I wonder... It doesn't really tell us here, but I just wonder where her mind and where her heart was at in all this. And... Just how, you know, she may have had a sense of hope when she married and then he passed. And I feel like she may have lost some of that sense of hope, but yet and still she remained faithful to Naomi. And I wonder if she didn't have some faith that one day they would be back in Bethlehem, the house of bread and praise. I I just wonder, it doesn't really say that, but I just wonder if she didn't have not only some faithfulness, but some faith. I don't know, but I can't help but to wonder. And uh, I came across this, and I called um, Preacher earlier and discussed it with him because I was a little bit confused. Um, Don't even remember quite how I stumbled upon it, but back in Deuteronomy, I should have wrote the page number down. Oh, there it is. Back in Deuteronomy uh, 23, verse 3, it says, An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever. So I've been studying this book of Ruth, so that had me a little confused. So I called him and talked to him about it 
Well, if we look on in the book of Ruth, well, I'll pull it out later, but I'll go ahead and talk about it. We see that she put away those ways of the Moabite. She died to that stuff. Just as we, before we are born again, we have to put ourselves away. We die to ourselves. And as we do every day as a Christian, we have to die to ourselves daily. So she put away these ways of a Moabite and she went after she followed Naomi and she said it uh, here in verse 16, I think it is. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. And so she's put away the Moabite ways and she is following after Naomi and, and her people. And then further along in the book, uh, chapter 3 and 4, I think it starts to talk about Boaz. And so here now we have Boaz, which is the near kinsman to Naomi, uh, <clears throat> to Elimelech, Naomi's husband, and uh, Ruth's husband, their sons. And even he's... So the nearest kinsman in this time, their obligation, their, their uh, responsibility, if you will, was to redeem the things of the dead, which was including their widowed wives. And there was an even nearer kinsman than Boaz. So Boaz, I believe, was a very godly man. He did exactly as he should have and went and offered the next nearest kinsman the possessions and Ruth. And that nearest kinsman denied, well... So then Boaz stepped up and did that next part as the kinsman. So now you see Ruth has died to the Moabitess ways. She has put those things down. She has put them aside and then has made a way to Bethlehem with Naomi and through Boaz has become part of the family in Bethlehem. And I don't want to confuse anybody. Like I said, it did mess me up a little bit when I found that other verse, but I talked to our preacher about it, and he he did tell me if I didn't feel like I had a handle on it, then don't go there. But he explained it to me pretty well. I may not be explaining it as well as he did. I'm sure I'm not. But she put away those ways. She put away the Moabite way, and She was faithful to Naomi and went with her back to Bethlehem. And then here you have the, the kinsman that is able to redeem her into that family. Now, I got ahead, but I'm going to go back. Chapter 3, chapter 2, verse 21 and 23. And Ruth the Moabite said, he said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, so they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. We still see Ruth being faithful. She was faithful to what Boaz and Naomi both told her. She is being faithful all throughout this book of Ruth. She has been faithful. She's been faithful. She's been faithful. 
chapter 3, verse 10. And he said, Blessed be thou of the Lord my daughter, for thou hast showed more kindness in the latter end than at the beginning, inasmuch as thou followest not young men, whether poor or rich. I may be wrong in some of this, but what I see right there is essentially he's saying to her that she did not follow after men for being poor or for being rich, but she stayed with Naomi in spite of her seeming to have nothing to offer. And then they come back and she goes out to glean things in the field and comes to find out it's Boaz, goes back, tells Naomi, and she says, well, this is our next or nearest kinsman. So she is still, she's uh, Naomi and Boaz both are kind of guiding her in what to do and she's still being faithful to what they're telling her and she is not going out seeking other men for their riches, their looks, their whatever they may have to offer, but she is still, she's staying faithful to the family she married into, though her husband has gone. She's still staying faithful to that family in that way. And, I mean, she has made it a long ways already. She came from Moab, and she's now coming into this family. She's now in a land of bread and praise. We'll go on to chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went in unto her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. So, remember, Elimelech left Bethlehem. Now we have to go back to Lot. Lot was a just man, but he made a poor decision and cost cost him his daughters. And so I just I it blessed me when I saw this and when God kind of showed me this in this book. I mean, I see two families by one's faithfulness, two families have kind of come back to God and come together. Because Ruth was a descendant of Moab, which was a descendant of Lot. She married into Elimelech's family. Well, he died. His sons died. But then Ruth, being faithful to Naomi, has now made it back to Bethlehem and has now bore a son from Boaz, which was the nearest kinsman of Elimelech. That just blessed me to see just one's faithfulness, just one's faithfulness, has kind of brought this thing back full circle, put two families back together, two families back with the Lord. And that goes back to what my dad was saying earlier about the generations coming up, that faithfulness affects generations. And there's many of you in here that have remained faithful throughout the years and now... You see your kids being faithful. And that faithfulness can affect many and it can affect generations. And I want to get a hold of that for myself because I want my faithfulness to affect the next generation. And I don't doubt that his faithfulness 
has affected me and her and y'all's faithfulness, y'all's children. And so I want to thank y'all for being faithful and encourage y'all to remain faithful and remember that that faithfulness does not go unseen. Even if it goes unseen by man, it does not go unseen by God. And that faithfulness can and will affect the generations to come. I want to remain faithful for God and for the next generations coming up. I have some more, but I'm going to just stop there. And I hope and trust that it's been a blessing.